0: Well, all right. Uh, everyone got a handout? See, everybody, if you don't have one, there's some more over here. I'm sure the latecomers will, will enjoy those. Uh, as you're looking over your handout today, you'll notice if you're newer. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, oh, okay, Denise. Denise. That's okay. Yeah. I, am, I just met you earlier. I want to introduce Denise as well. 41-year uh, friend of Ross and Jeannie, is that correct? From church. Uh, new new to, uh, not to, not new to Norman, though. You've been visiting... From the Georgia area, Georgia area, Atlanta, yeah. also Georgia connection there. So, yeah, yeah so, so first time.
1: In Norman,
0: so yeah. For about 15 years. yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thanks for, for coming back and gracing us with your presence uh, this morning. We hope to bless you as well. At Trinity, uh, mm-hmm. Presbyterian Church, we're, in, uh, as, uh, Austin has alluded to, we are, uh, we have convictions. <laughs> we do have convictions and, and those convictions are very similar to the PCA. Uh, which is a younger denomination. The ARP is a much older denomination, probably the oldest uh, one of the oldest in in America. Uh, we have some really old churches out in the east, uh, but we're we're a young church. We're young, ch- you know, one year in officially, uh, several years prior planting the church. And so we want to make sure that we all understand that we're a church that has these convictions uh, that the Bible uh, is our only uh, rule of faith and practice that, the only head of the church is Jesus. And how do we know what he says and, and what the, what his rule is for the church? Well, we, we just go to the Scriptures. Uh, that's our only rule of uh, faith and practice. But in looking at that, everyone, every church ought to say they believe the Scriptures, they believe the Bible, but what do they mean when they say that? And so we believe that uh, everyone has a confession of faith. Everyone has summaries in their mind of what the Bible teaches. If not written, uh, then unwritten. You know, And so ours is... Uh, uh, frankly, very conveniently written down, uh, and we've adopted what is the uh, known as the Westminster Confession of Faith, which was uh, penned uh, together as uh, pastors and theologians met in London in the 1640s, uh, called by Parliament, actually, to create a confession of faith uh, so that the nation could have, or the church, which is wrapped up in the nation, uh, the state and church are not as separated as it is here. Uh, They needed a Confession of Faith, and so they're going to revise what's known as the 39 Articles, make it better. uh, And they just decided to scrap it and make a new thing called the Westminster Confession of Faith. And we are in the second, uh, what I like to call the second section of it. Uh, There's 33 chapters. Uh, The first uh, speak of uh, the intro matters, which is uh, 1 through 8, and then uh, the chapters 1 through 8, and then 9 through 18, Uh, is the heart of it, and that's the order of salvation. And so we're at the very end of the order of salvation. How does the Redeemer, uh, the only mediator of the covenant of grace, Jesus Christ, uh, achieve and establish salvation for people, for sinners? And we're looking at the very end of that uh, section. And then next week, our next time we have a new lesson, we will uh, get into the third portion of the confession, which is now what? What are our duties toward God? When you look at the shorter catechism, the first questions are, you know, what is uh, the chief end of man? What's the, what's the point of persons? Yeah, glorify God and enjoy him forever, right? Well, how do we know how to do that? The scriptures of the Old and New Testament are the only rule whereby we know how to glorify and enjoy God. And then what does these scriptures contain is the third question. And it says that they tell us uh, what we're to believe about God and what duty he requires of us. And so you see the confession uh, takes that same structure of belief and doing uh, and takes it uh, and, 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 use and elaborates on that as well. Okay, now let's get into it this morning. Let's take a moment uh, to pray and ask God to bless our time. Heavenly Father, we ask that this morning you would provide uh, many blessings, that you would provide us uh, a great assurance of your grace in our lives, assurance of salvation, and that you would point uh, the spotlight upon the Son, Jesus Christ, and his work, uh, and, and that we would uh, embrace him as a Savior, uh, not only for the, for the world, but our Savior, and, and who accomplishes all the things uh, that you have done called him to do and that he has agreed to do according to your covenant that we might receive all the blessings of this covenant of grace. And so we ask namely that you would give us the uh, grace of assurance uh, of our salvation today, that you would teach us about it and help us to embrace it and seek it and to desire it. We ask it in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So as we get to this text, we're going to have four sections we'll read and we'll to discuss them as we go. So first section of chapter 18, it's a great section, it says, "...although hypocrites and other unregenerate men may vainly deceive themselves with false hopes and carnal presumptions of being in the favor of God and a state of salvation, which hope of theirs shall perish, Yet such as truly believe in the Lord Jesus and love Him in sincerity, endeavoring to walk in all good conscience before Him, may in this life be certainly assured that they are in a state of grace and may rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, which hope shall never make them ashamed. All right, what's it saying? It's saying that there's two kinds of people. Uh, there's, uh, you know, that we observe. Some are known as hypocrites and unregenerate, other unregenerate men. He uh, it, it calls them uh, unregenerate men and the people who believe they might be, ge- are claim to be regenerate, but are not. Those would be the hypocrites. And they, it says, vainly deceive themselves with false hopes and carnal presumptions of being in the favor of God in a state of salvation. Have you known uh, folks like this? Yeah, it's a horrible place to be in, right? If you were self-deceived, would you know it?
1: <laughs>
0: not 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 often, right? You I mean that's the whole point of being deceived? You don't know you're being deceived, but but uh, there's a uh, why do you think someone would be deceived about this? There's some uh, other uh, handouts right there. Great. Uh, why would someone be deceived uh, with false hopes and presumptions of being in the favor of God in the state of salvation? Why would someone have that sort of hope. It's false. But they would trade the true God for their own mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So so like so worshipping some god that is uh not uh, a uh not the truth and and uh you know them uh, there's themselves their own ideas of who he is. Uh so that would be one. Why would why why that's be I mean it's you just you just have the kind of the pride of I I I've got it figured out and that would be why. But what other other th- are there other reasons why someone might have a deception about their uh, assurance of salvation? No, they're assured in the, you know, that they're a good person. Yeah, you did it. You are a good guy. You know, I, I think I, I think we all kind of that's our default mode. Like why well, wouldn't God love me? You know, like I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> you know, like why well, I'm not I'm not like you guys laugh. I compare, like you look horizontally to hmm. I'm not as bad as other guys. yeah, I mean, surely, I wouldn't be excluded from his presence, right? Uh, you, know, think about that. Uh, maybe it's because someone gave you uh, a uh, presentation that led you to believe uh, you were um, free from all worry of, of your of your soul's uh, judgment and you are in a state of salvation. Namely, hey, if you know here's the gospel, uh, and then raise your hand. If you raise your hand, I see that hand, then you shall never doubt your salvation because Jesus Christ saves all those who come to him. Now, okay, like, have you heard this before? This is, a real, this is a real thing that happens a lot where people want to make, uh, you know, the act of responding the assurance. That is the thing. The act of the will and the doing there becomes the hopes of my salvation how do i know i'm saved because well i did something i responded i filled out the card i walked the aisle i was baptized you might think of that there's a, there a lot of things like people would say hey i've been baptized or i've filled out the card i've done all these things i have uh, all the reason to hope in my salvation because that's what i was presented with you know you think about uh, oh uh you know confessing your sins in some churches you confess your sins and then you uh, you're given a task of things to do, to a list, a task list, a checklist to do, and then once you've done that you receive uh, absolution for your sins. You have been uh these, these sins have been wiped out and you're in a good status again, right? That's have you heard this? So
1: essentially they've been mm-hmm. lied to.
0: Deceived. In yeah, one yeah, way yeah, or yeah, another. Yeah, you have not been presented with the truth but with a lie. And that is why you would have a false hope. I think that's one of the one of the key things. And sometimes when we get a lie, we want to believe the lie, you know, because it has it finds a, a soft place to land. It's like you, know, you it's like you're you're looking for love in all the wrong places, and uh, you know, you can you can have a blindness to to that person's uh, you know uh, foibles because you uh, and all the all the all the warning signs you know going off the the alarms, but. But you don't want to see that because you're really uh, digging that this person's into you, you know. And so, you and so you will go too far uh, along the way when you should have just, you know, uh, broke up with them, you know, or or, or you know, not even got into that mess in the first place because you're like, hey, this is uh, flattering to me, and uh, in, a, in a you know uh, I would say a Pelagian or an Arminian uh, view of man in the in the in, in history of theology. Uh, has been uh, very uh, enticing to us because of our uh, pride and, and because pride is, is, is loving ourselves. Okay, so uh, as you think of that, uh, that would be why these uh, false uh, narratives would find root in our souls. Now, uh, uh, it says there, these hopes shall perish. You know, it's like, you know, uh, let's read uh, Matthew 7, through 23, just to, to punctuate that. Uh, who has uh, who? Who can get there the fastest? Whoever gets there fastest can read it. While we all, while the rest of us catch up with you, speed demons, you know, Bible drill scholars. Yeah, uh, go ahead. yeah. Many will, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Yeah, that's a scary one, isn't it? Uh, what, what does anyone, Can anyone assure me of the context of this one? You know where this is located in the Gospel of Matthew? Excuse, yes, it is, it is in the Sermon on the Mount, correct? It is toward the end of the Sermon on the Mount, right before he presents us with the illustration of the man who builds his house on the rock and the one who doesn't build his house on the rock, right? And the very sermon ends uh, with a crash. You know, the one who doesn't build his house on the strong foundation of, of Christ will, will be wiped out in the end, and his, uh, his house will be, uh, you know, uh, demolished. And that not that an apt illustration for what he's saying, right? What he's saying, your assurance of your salvation is in Christ, not, oh, didn't we do all these things? I mean, like, didn't I check the box? Didn't I uh, make the make the commitment card, and didn't I get baptized? Didn't I even cast out demons? You don't want to up the ante and be like, "Hey, look, I've got a lot of things to show off." Hey, it's never been in you, right? That's building on sand. Yeah, that's building on sand. But if you build on the rock, let's keep. Let's keep, Todd. If you can, somebody look it up in uh, Matthew uh, seven, uh, right following those uh, two verses, and, and read the last of it. Uh, if Todd doesn't have it, can someone get it? I have it. Thank you, Adele. You know, that's the, that's the situation is that it's like uh, this story illustrates uh that there that Jesus does not teach that everyone who believes they are saved will be saved. Not everyone who uh, assumes he is saved or she is saved will be saved in the end. But there will be uh you know, a pulling out of the rug, a a, a destruction uh just like when you you build your house in the wrong position and it's uh not you know it's just a, it's a it's a disaster you know you got you build your house over a sinkhole or you or you, you got this this massive problem architecturally because you didn't build, you you got a big facade but there's no roots you know it's a, it's a you can you know have some bad things happen either way uh, not a not a builder or an art, uh, expert on that stuff in construction but you can imagine of course all of us can imagine what that would be like uh, when when the uh, house is put to the test uh, with a storm uh, being an Oklahoman. Uh, you understand this, uh, and it can be uh, very devastating. All right. So as we look at that, um, think about let's look over at First uh, John, which is the which is the book of assurance. If you want to think about you know labeling epistles or letters with with themes, First John really is uh, known as the as the epistle of assurance. So let's look at First um, John two three. And then we'll move on to the select passage or select verses in the rest of 1 John as well. We'll hit that whole footnote C there. Uh, can someone get two, three? I have. Okay.
1: And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep
0: his commandments. Okay. All right. So let's look at that. Let's explore this. It says. Uh, it says. Uh, as you look at the end of the second line there on your handout, B, uh, it's footnoted there after the B. It says, yet such as truly believe in the Lord Jesus and love him in sincerity, endeavoring to walk in all good conscience before him, may in this life be certainly assured that they are in a state of grace. Now, it says there, we know this. Uh, we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Now, you know, that doesn't eliminate that you could, you could be trying to keep his commandments, of course, and be uh, deceived, right? We all oh, we just had that, that category. Uh, the one who is self-deceived uh, and vainly uh, has false hopes, carnal presum- presumptions of the favor of God. But uh, there's a, when you, if you know, you know situation here. Like if you know the Lord, you know the Lord. Yeah, this is a, you, you can, you're not faked out. You actually know the resurrected Lord Jesus and, and the Spirit dwells in you. And you, you, you understand who you are in Christ deeply. And, and you are assured and, you, and your delight is like David. I want to do the will of God. I, the law of God is sweet on my lips. And that's, that's, a, that's, a, real, that's a real person. Uh, we, 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 don't, we don't need to sit here and say we are all uh, totally depraved sinners because that's what we were. Uh, we still have the flesh. We still have indwelling sin. But we are not totally depraved sinners. We are men and women of God. We are saints. We are new creation, Okay, new creatures baptized into christ and and we have the spirit dwelling in us who is uniting us to the son and so we are not what we once were and that was that's going to bring us some new actions some new thoughts some new feelings and one of those feelings is we know we know if you know you know yeah, that's, that's what, you know, so that's one of the, okay, so, but we're going to see that's not for, everybody doesn't always feel that or have that. And so that's that's the assurance of salvation. That's why it's last in the order of salutis, the order of salvation, the blessings, because it's actually not even experienced all the time by all the saints. So that's a fascinating point about this one. Okay, so let's look at that one. at okay, the next one, first uh, John three fourteen. it says, We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. There's another one. We love the church. We love our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, you know, in a way that, uh, that, you know, is different. It's, uh, it's honestly, uh, something that's unique to us because we're in Christ. We, this was not what we were before. I never forget. I was in Mexico one time on a mission trip and I got tasked with giving my testimony in a little church there. And, and, uh, one of the men in our church, uh, You know, spoke to me and encouraged me afterwards and said, Hey, that was really, um, really uh, great uh, in one respect because uh, it wasn't like, Hey, you didn't give me a chronicle of all your sins, you know, before you were converted and then now you never do those things again. That's what kind of what you hear a lot of times when you have our testimonies. Like, here's here's all my bad stuff. And then I became a Christian and never struggled with that again. That's not what I did. One of the things I highlighted was that, Hey, we're in Mexico, we're singing in a church in a worship service. And I'm the least likely person to ever picture myself in that situation because I used to hate singing in church. I used to hate uh, this whole thing of being a part of the church and had no joy about it, and now there's a genuine joy about it. And that's a difference. Uh, so don't don't overthink this, people. This is a, a very simple transition you've had. You used to hate God, and now you love his people. This is the thing, too. So that's, that's one of the things that 1 John 3.14 highlights there. Okay, so... Uh, he that loveth not his brother abideth in death. You know, so if you don't love your brother, it says you're abiding in death. This is there's a there, John's a very black and white uh, uh, writer, right? So he's like you either love your brother in your life or you hate your brother and you're in death. Uh, verse eighteen it says, "My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we shall know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before Him." He goes on to say, "Beloved, if our heart condemns if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. And then following it says, And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him, and thereby we know that, we, that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. So as you're thinking about these things, you know, it talks about knowing, feeling, and doing. Uh, there's different doings that we have. We, we keep the, the law. We feel uh, connection to God and to his church. And we know these things to be true of us because we understand that I have a, I've received through faith a righteousness of God, uh, not mine, but from Christ. And I love this gospel. I love this gospel. It's, a, it's the grace of God that I am what I am. So, so there's, a, there's a real change in doing, feeling, and thinking, and that's one of the ways that it points us to uh, when thinking about assurance in the first uh, section. Okay, questions.
3: I have a question yes ma'am um, so how do you reconcile um, well they, these things in these passages that we've been reading mm-hmm. are all like are, you're saying like signs of a mm-hmm. a, a, a person that's been saved
2: mm-hmm.
3: how do you look at those things as good and right but I still don't think I look at those for my assurance.
0: Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I have to
3: look to Christ right. for my assurance. So how do you reconcile that?
0: Mm-hmm. Like yeah, well, you are good. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm.
3: I don't find my assurance in right. anything I'm doing.
0: Like, right. You you would be uh, if you're looking at this stuff for your assurance, you'd be looking downstream at what you what is true in Christ of you in eternity and experience of the new birth and justification and then uh, in the end, you know, so you're you're looking downstream at the presence of god in your life and you're saying i'm one of his and you're and you're and you're saying he views me as one of his because this is who he is and this is who i am i think that you're, you're does that mean i mean I'm, i know it's kind of speaking a lot and kind of but your assurance uh, ultimately yes is in uh, uh you know what christ has done for me yeah of course that, that i have nothing to add to that but what john's t- uh, encouraging us to do is to examine your um keeping his commandments. You're feeling, thinking, and doing differently than you were before. Uh, and that's a huge, huge encouragement to us because when we do that, we, we either will, depending on our personality, temperament, or, or experience, we're gonna sort of think, wow, you know, I am not keeping the commandments, and I am not doing good enough you know, on this, and I'm not loving my brother as I should, and because we actually are united to Christ, that actually grieves us, and our sin is scarlet to us, and it's painful, and it's it's, it's grief. And so we want to we want to you know repent of that, leave it behind, and change, and be 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 true to who we are in Christ. So there's one there's one uh, element of assurance right there too, is that we repent, you know, versus the the non believer, the worldling, uh, the worldling. That's such a bad such a bad way of speaking about someone, right? But it but you know it's like. We want to be, we want to like, we're different. So that's one. You you stand out, and that's one way to think about yourself. Or you can think, well, actually, I am uh, somebody who sings or or jo- enjoys the uh, the church or the keeping of the law, uh, and uh, and I do see some positive fruit there. And I can look at that and be like, well, the reason I have that is because I'm united, Christ. And so there's a there's yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get
3: all yeah. that, and that's all good, and I. I love that we have those things to yeah. look at, but I still don't see why they're under assurance mm-hmm. of salvation. Yeah, you see what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. Well, that's that's what he's that's what he's saying here is that this is a little different because it it's not necessarily that we're even going to feel this. You know, it's not like it's not even like uh, it's not a guarantee you're ever going to have complete assurance of your salvation. Like this is what he's going to say here in this, and I'm gonna I want to get to that. But it's like, look, these guys, uh, he's saying, enjoy this this is a grace of God to you like good works are grace and so look at those things as assurance because they are downstream from what you can't see you know like you can't you can't see your justification because you can you just you look at the promises and you're like okay I think I believe and then you and as you move down the line you look at what are some tangible fruits of that and you can be like okay I see fruit and that's helpful or I'm, I'm grieving over the lack of my fruit and I think that's what he, but that's what John's saying is like look at your just position yes
3: oh, oh. Uh, yeah our assurance does come from Christ mm-hmm. we, we do know that yeah yeah um, but with that assurance shouldn't there be some sort of outward sign that you're
0: in Christ yeah 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 I would I would argue it's be if you James would also say if you tell me you have faith but have no works and then, what then show me yeah, show me faith without works it's impossible you know you have to have these things uh, because uh they uh because of who God is I mean it would be uh you know lying to say that there's somebody who's a Christian but is no different than what he was uh prior so there's there's uh, there. so assurance really takes seriously the work of the spirit and his ministry in our lives because it not, it needs to look at that to see that i'm not deceived because, you know, so here's the thing too we're making the point here that that there are many people who are deceived with a lot of assurance in their works like that's the first category of people right they've looked at themselves and they've said "Yeah, i'm a good i got this because i did this that and the other thing now that's vain deception <laughs> but but this is true grace of god that can be seen and that that's also true uh we well, have yeah, both of these yeah
2: as, uh, <clears throat> a couple weeks ago excuse me you were talking about um, mm-hmm. works and how you can't um, you can't um, be saved and then and escape the good sanctifi- sanctifying work of the Spirit mm-hmm. in your life. That um, and so to be assured of our salvation in Christ. Um, Christ gives the spirit, which is all, is constantly at work in us, sanctifying yeah. us. And so that is assurance in Christ, Yeah, right? That's right. To see, to see the sanctifying work would be, um, <clears throat> if we know that we are saved and then don't see fruit, um, then the spirit wouldn't be doing its work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's not what Christ does. The, I mean...
0: Always goes together. Christ saves yeah.
2: us, and yeah. then the Spirit will work, so yeah. we will see through. Yeah. And so I, I, I see it as a link back to our, our assurances mm-hmm. in Christ.
0: Right. Yeah, right, because when you look at your sanctification, you're always like, well, I don't have enough of it. You know, so then my justification has to be in Christ alone. you know. But the fact that I have some sanctification gives me uh, some more confidence that I'm in Christ. It's versus, just like, yeah. well, of,
2: cor- yeah, yeah. of course mm-hmm. it would be that way. Jesus has justified me. Mm-hmm. and that's only part of part of the um, continuing work going on
0: yeah yeah it's really it's really interesting isn't it like because you think about these things must be happening right the sanctification must be there but i mean like john's not john and james are not telling us look at your sanctification as the grounds of your justification they're saying look at your sanctification as encouragement for your assurance that you're in salvation, that you are in salvation. It's not the grounds of your sal- of your sanctification of your justification because that's Christ. Okay? We got to make the categories distinct here. Yeah.
1: I think that what we do is we're dwelling too much on do I have assurance
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead of what they're ta- what scriptures tell us to do. Follow the commandments. Mm-hmm. Let the Holy Spirit manifest within you. Don't worry about do I have assurance on the you know, being saved? Mm-hmm. Just keep doing what the scriptures tell you to mm-hmm. do and Christ told you to do and trust and believe in Christ yeah. as your He is the way to your salvation.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, if we start dwelling on, do I have assurance, then you kinda get wrapped up into that, you know, you feel insecure.
3: Yeah.
1: And right. you don't want to feel insecure in Christ. Yeah. You you want to feel emboldened. Yeah. So Working, the you know what they tell you to do, follow the commandments. That's yeah, I like that. I don't
0: know. Maybe that would okay. be the better approach. So, to so can I can I can yeah. I tweak what you're saying here? I think what what you want to say is that you don't want to look at your assurance being what you're doing, but let your assurance be what God's doing in you. You don't want to obsess about what am I doing? What am I doing? I need to look more at what I'm doing. But but when I look at what I'm doing, actually I'm looking at what God's doing in and through me as as philippians 2 uh, 12 and 13 says work out your salvation with fear and trembling now it's not saying like like accomplish your salvation but saying uh, understand grow in deepen in your salvation Uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is god who works in you both to will and to do these are the things that he is doing okay so when we think about sanctification or good works or even our getting to our assurance, it's God who works and, and in us both to will and to do. Uh, the fact that you would desire assurance, which is a good thing, and the Bible, you know, calls us to desire assurance because uh, that helps us. You know, that helps us to have, to serve the Lord with with gusto and joy. And and, and that's what we, that's the goal of this whole thing too. Is not just that we understand a lot more theology, but that we have joy. In Christ, that's that's the point of it. So we want to have joy through our theology. So uh, we have uh, at this point. Do we anyone, one more question? Anybody else? Uh, we're running out of time. Yeah. Uh, Psalm one. Is yeah. A good uh, example of that. Yep. So it's like the so so flesh that out for me. There's uh, there's uh, two two kind of people, right? Yes. It starts okay. With the the one the one who has a perfect blessedness, mm-hmm. he doesn't walk or comes often God and man nor walks in sinners way. So that's the that's the one who has been transformed. Mm-hmm. It starts inside and then is expressed outside. After all, Christ died spiritually yeah. and physically. Yes. To reconcile both. So he looks like a guy who's planted by the waters, right? By the to bear fruit. tree. Yeah. And then the other one, the, the wicked, is not so. The wicked mm-hmm. is you know lives by, by wrongdoings and yeah and sin. So that's the starking difference. But belief is what grounds both. Sure. And it goes really against the spirit of our age. People say, no, as long as you're sincere, no, no, as long as you're sincere, sometimes you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. So you need to have the right beliefs. Beliefs, yeah. It's not works, it's beliefs. Ultimately, that's the the grounds of our salvation. It's not our works, but it's our beliefs. Our beliefs are going to impact our works. Uh, You know, so, uh, yeah. Psalm 1 is about Christ, right? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a. yeah, At the end of the day, yeah, I mean, you, you, no one is the righteous man who accepts Christ, yeah. but we absolutely fall behind Him as, uh, as, you know, those, we're in, we're in Christ. We're in Christ. So, so I want to say, like, it's instructive. Now, let's look at Proverbs nine, right? It said, I had, to, I'm doing the uh, read through the Proverbs every chapter. Okay, there's 31 days in the month, so one, one chapter a day, and nine was this week, and And nine's where it's like the the end of the first section of Proverbs, and it's like Lady Folly is just calling for us to go follow her and come into her house, and she's got all this good stuff for us. But Lady Wisdom's so just uh, you know not not you know not big not a big deal you know, and no no one's really looking to looking to her. So we can live by wisdom, we can live by folly. Uh, These are the these are the and they're going to produce wreckage or. Great and wonderful fruits. You know, that's, that's, where we, that's, the, that's, the, ma- that's the directive from uh, our two God's people. Uh, but then, So I would say seek assurance. Now, let's go to the final question on our handout. Seek assurance. It says, uh, do you have assurance? If so, thank the Lord in prayer. If not, consider what you might do and ask for God's help and comfort. Either way, who do you know that would be willing and able to speak with you about God's promises and his works of grace? Will you make it a point to have a conversation with that person soon? Hey, that's something to do this week. Homework. I'm giving you homework. We'll be back to this uh, on uh, uh, next week to finish up and clean up what we didn't get to this week, and we'll do a better job next week. Let's pray before we get to the next thing. Uh, Heavenly Father, we ask that this morning you would bring us to uh, Christ, uh, to the end of ourselves and to, to begin in Christ again. We ask that today we would uh, find uh, Christ to be lovely, wonderful, Uh, and worthy of our worship, Uh, we know that we need your help to lead us and guide us. We ask that you would give us uh, the blessings of your covenant of grace. Uh, We ask that you'd uh, help us those who are struggling with assurance of our salvation to find it uh, deep and and rooted in Christ alone, and that we would uh, be graced uh, by your Spirit uh, to uh, give us the comforts that we need and the uh, joy that we need today in Christ as we worship him. Uh, We ask it in Jesus' name. amen. Amen.